This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey, cat lovers, welcome to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. I'm your host, Dr. Catherine Prim, and of course, I'm a small animal veterinarian and cat lover. So February is a month of love, and we all love our cats. So I invited my friend, Dr. Caitlin DeWild, to talk with us today about some ways to show your cat love. Specifically, we are going to talk about feeding your cat, and we're going to share some things that the average cat owner probably doesn't know. So we will be right back with Dr. Caitlin DeWild. We'll be back. Dr. Cat here again. So I wanted to tell you something about my cat, Scamper. He's kind of become famous. People ask me about Scamper, but Scamper does this sort of annoying thing where when I act like I'm really interested in petting Scamper, that's when he decides to leave. And that's sort of a a cat thing, I guess. But yeah, walking up to Scamper, Scamper's got to think of it on his own. It's got to be his idea to play with me. But that's all stuff I can live with because what I can't deal with is a smelly litter box, which is really, really unacceptable. So I use Arm & Hammer Clump & Seal. It clumps really tight around the odor and it destroys it for seven days. A seven-day odor-free home, guaranteed. Because an odor-free home is a happy home. Arm & Hammer, more power to you. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. And I have with me Dr. Caitlin DeWild. Hi, Dr. DeWild. Hi, how are you? I am doing well. So I may accidentally call you Caitlin. Throughout the show, and I apologize, but you're still Dr. DeWild. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself real quick? Sure. I'm a small animal veterinarian in the St. Louis area, and uh, I'm one of the, the chief advocates, as we say, at our hospital. So. Awesome. <laughs> myself. So I invited you to talk with us today because, first of all, I knew it would be fun because you're fun, but also <laughs> because of your advocate status. So I want to share some things about feeding cats that I feel like people don't really realize. Can you kind of touch on that a little bit? Yeah, I think, you know, the science is kind of still coming out and I'm, I'm really glad to see that there's, as a nerd, right, I always want to have data and, and science to give to my clients, but we've kind of known this for years, but it's actually now becoming public knowledge that it's actually not good for us to feed our cats in bowls, right? When they just have food placed in front of them, they never have to look for it. It's always right there. And you know, just as well as I do that, you know, when we see these guys in our practices, there's very few cats that come into my exam rooms that are not overweight, right? And that are not having some concerns with activity and or obesity, And of course, there's a lot of other things that play into how they eat, you know, dental disease and all these other things. But so, yeah, I think it's really great that we're now having concrete data that supports this, what we've known for a long time, that we should be feeding cats in different ways that encourages them to be more healthy in both physical and mental capacities. 
I think we underestimate the brain of the cat. And that's something I talk about here a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I did find a resource for my listeners about how to feed your cat. Yeah. There's a great brochure on catfriendly.com. So everyone that's listening and not driving, write that down, catfriendly.com, how to feed a cat. They talk a little bit about the, the issues that Dr. DeWild was touching on about obesity. And I think, I think maybe some stress associated oh, with yeah. feeding in multi-cat households. What do you think? Absolutely. I think, you know, most people get a cat and you know, when you get a kitten, they're playful and they're young and we encourage that behavior and we, we love that they're like tearing around the house and playing with all these things and pouncing on stuff. And it's adorable, right? When they're little and it's cute and we, we all love that. And then they hit like two or maybe three and then they're done, right? And then for the next decade, we just expect them to just like lay on the couch and that's fine for them. And that's a pretty boring life. Don't get me wrong. Like they will do it <laughs> for sure. And it's not, you know, cruel or unusual or anything like that. But, you know, when we don't continually provide them, they have no ways of bringing these ideas and, and products home to their houses and they'll easily settle into a life of a sedentary lifestyle, you know, and that's how they get bored. That's how behavior problems start. Um, sometimes urinary problems can be a result of stress. And then that's not good for the cat. And it's not good for the bond that we have with our cats when they're mentally not at their best. For us to just say, okay, you know, not that they're the same cats that live in the wild, right? <laughs> but uh, as domestic cats, they still have some of those instincts. And when we don't facilitate them getting to use those things, they just, you know, their brains kind of turn to mush, I think. <laughs> I agree. I think we expect a lot from our cats to just stay in four walls mm -hmm. and do nothing but eat. Mm -hmm. um, so I admire this push to provide environmental enrichment. I mean, there are TV yeah. shows for cats and, and all kinds of things, but but I think feeding is a, a really a big place where cat lovers can introduce some of this stuff. So So what have you found out about different ways to feed? I think, you know, for the longest time, even before some of this official recommendations came out, one of the best things that I have been telling my owners for years is to just start simple. Even if you want to not invest in any other products or uh, major changes to your life, but just move your cat's food every day. We give it to them in bowls on a mat in the same place forever. And then we're like, why are you fat? <laughs> well, if somebody just always had a plate of pasta for me in one spot, like every day, <laughs> I would eat it and I would go there and that's all I would do. Right. And then I'd go back to the couch. <laughs> but if we hide our food, hide their food, maybe not ours, <laughs> but <laughs> if we hide it for them, they have to go use their natural hunting behaviors and they have to move around, right. To find it. Um, not even if we hide it, hide it, but a lot of times putting it upstairs or putting it in a different room, or maybe if you have a younger cat and you don't have mobility concerns, putting it up on something. So they have to sniff it out and go find it and then jump up to go actually be able to use it. That would give them, number one, a mental enrichment. And number two, they're having to burn a few calories, which I think, frankly, every cat and me in the world needs to do. So I think that's the easiest way to start. You know, I think that it might be good for me for someone to hide pasta. Mm -hmm. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I'm so, really to work for it. Yes, exactly. I think that would be a good, good strategy. Well, <laughs> so if we think about cats physiologically, in order to get a meal in the wild, they have to work for it. So I think that that's 
reasonable that, that we just haven't thought of that. So that's a really good idea. I would say maybe hide food in the cat carrier as well. So you kind of get to extra bang for the buck, maybe. Right. Yeah. Then they won't, they won't always associate it with the negative of traveling. <laughs> It sometimes has magical food inside. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, so we found some products too that we wanted to introduce that maybe kind of keep things novel and interesting for the, the owner and the cat. So yeah. let's talk about those. What do you think? So absolutely. And there's several that we could we could talk about. I think one of my favorite ones is the Doc and Phoebe's hunting system. Are you familiar with that? You tried it yourself? Oh, I love those. Yeah. They're very cute. Yeah, we got, they're super cute and pretty easy to use. So they're little, the normal package comes with three little plastic mice, right? So they're a plastic mouse shape with two little holes that you can put the food. So they're your cat's regular dry kibble actually goes in these. And then there's a little soft cover that goes over the top of it. So it looks it actually looks like a mouse. It has like a little tail. I've actually been frightened of one when I like came downstairs in the middle of the night and was like, oh, there's a mouse. No, but they're really great because you can just throw them anywhere, right? So you fill them with the food and then you kind of hide them in your house. Or I just literally throw mine into the living room <laughs> before I'm leaving in the morning and the cat has to find it and then they have to work to get the food out. So it's doing a couple things. It's slowing them down when they're eating, which is another thing that I should take that lesson, right? You know, you're supposed to chew for like so many times. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, because it helps them feel more full because a lot of cats, if they just have a bowl, they're just like snarf, you know, their whole mouth full of food and they swallow. I think I, I went to a lecture at BMX uh, just a few weeks ago and they found that cats only chew 20% of their food if it's given to them in a bowl. So they're, they're just ingesting the rest of it whole. So <laughs> that's not not great for digestion and for their teeth and all those other things. So um, so the Doc and Phoebe's, they can only get a couple bites out at a time, right? So it takes them a while to eat it. They have to hunt to find it. I also really love that you can put them in the dishwasher <laughs> because- I love that too. Yeah. So, um, and they were invented by a veterinarian who did a lot of research on this. So of course it's, it's great to have that backing that we know somebody who really knows and loves cats is, is kind of behind this. So that's probably my favorite product of all the ones out there. And I think having multiple, because there's two or three mice is also kind of a nice bang for your buck. Most people have more than one cat like I do. So it's nice to not have like 10 different giant pieces of equipment in your house. They're small and, and pretty easy to, to manage there. So that's probably my favorite one. And they cost around $20. Yeah. And they are easy to find on the internet. So yeah, that's one of my favorites too, because at the different price points, um, you can find every different price point. Yeah. But this one is simple. I, I love I love Doc and Phoebe's indoor hunting cat feeder. Yep, me too. So, all right. So, a lot of talk about interactive puzzle toys too, mm -hmm. and I know that Fear Free Happy Homes is talking about that. I think they had a recently a day that was Puzzle Toy Day, and they talked about it. So, do you like those? I do. I do. I think it's the good and the bad is that there's now so many out there available. And it's sometimes hard to choose, <laughs> but I do think that those are really helpful for a lot of cats. And like you said, can range in, in price points for sure. I think the biggest thing to consider is like knowing your cat and what they might like. And then my second tip is 
can it go in the dishwasher? <laughs> that's personally how I choose. That is totally, <laughs> my, that's like what I wrote down next to these. How much did it cost and can it go in the dishwasher? <laughs> <laughs> this is my life. Uh, so, so yeah. And I think it's important to, to not just get one and say, okay, this is it for the you know rest of time. Like how many puzzles are, have you done? Right. Like repeatedly. So I think when we think about buying some, I think it's reasonable to consider having a few that maybe rotate, right. The whole point is, to keep them energized and excited about what they're doing and give them a challenge. If it's the same puzzle feeder for all of time, then they're going to probably figure it out pretty quickly um, and maybe not have those same enrichment benefits. So there's several out there that, I, that I've that i used personally and, and have recommended. Even our clinic cats have a couple, but those are, those are my tips on choosing. <laughs> maybe we need like a um, cat feeder swap Facebook page or something, because I tell my clients all the time, you know, it's like when you were little and your mom could like put away your toys and then you'd find them again. And it was like Christmas because yeah. you hadn't seen that toy. And that's what I recommend to do for cats. You know, put stuff up in the closet in a box and rotate because cats love novelty. I mean, curiosity yeah. in the cat, right? Right. Right. Absolutely. Well, there are several different types of those and I want to get into those, but no, no, finish your thought for sure. Well, I was just going to say, I think it also depends on the age of cat. So if you've got a super young kitten that's very agile and, you know, up for bigger hunts, right, so to speak, or some of the taller things where there might be jumping involved to get up to some of these things versus if you have a geriatric cat. So keep in mind their lifestyle. And I think one thing that we have to acknowledge is also what other pets are in the home. So when you're thinking about buying one, where are you going to put it if you have a dog that's free roam, right? So that the dog doesn't get it or um, another pet in the household can't access it. So those are kind of the, the my lesser important tips, but still something to consider based on your specific household. You know, I've never removed a Doc and Phoebe's cat feeder from a dog. But now that you've said that, I, <laughs> I'm afraid that I will. <laughs> I, I hope not. But yeah, I think I haven't either. And I haven't had anybody have a problem with them. But I have a, you know, in my own house, I have a, a dog that I know doesn't care, right? And doesn't usually go into the room where the cats are. So, you know, it's just one of those things that we don't really have to worry about in my household. But if I had, if she was younger and I had my, you know, young lab mix puppy, like that would have been a problem, right? She would have eaten anything that was out <laughs> for the cats. <laughs> so, right. And vertical spaces is that we kind of utilize vertical spaces to keep the dog away from the cat stuff. Right. So. Right. Absolutely. Yep. So there was a fun one, a fun puzzle toy called the Trixie five in one fun board. Mm -hmm. And I thought it looked really cool. I saw it featured on some social media sites. I haven't tried it yet, but have you seen that one? Yeah, I have. I personally haven't tried it either, but when I was looking at it, cause I have seen a lot of buzz about it as well. When I looked at it, I liked it because there was almost like multiple different stations for it. So I thought that was kind of kind of interesting that there were, you know, depending on what your cat likes and how crafty they are, I guess. <laughs> it had like uh, little prongs that were, were coming up. Some of them were hidden like under little bowls. They had like a wavy section that they would have to like scoot the food out of. And then some, I think they'd just have to pick up with their mouth, but they'd have to really like almost I don't want to say dissect it. That sounds, that's not the right word. <laughs> that's a more creepy word but <laughs> for, for describing this, but you know, they'd really have to have multiple stations of 
getting the food out, which I think is good because I, I think, again, we never give cats enough credit and they're pretty freaking smart. So I think this is better to give them a couple options to figure out. And I think it might be a good first puzzle feeder if you're not sure what your cat might like or be good at doing. And the buzzword, it's dishwasher safe. Yeah. <laughs> But it does cost around $43. So it's a bit of an investment. But you, like you said, you know your cat, right? So you'll know what your cat will like. So I encourage everyone to sort of look into the Trixie Activity Fun Board 5-in-1 Interactive Cat Toy. So there are lots of things, though. They're not all boards. What else have you found or tried or want to recommend maybe? So one of the things I like is the Cat-It food tree. I like a lot of their products in general. They have some, obviously it's a feline focused company. (laughs) So they make some good stuff. And again, dishwasher safe. It's great. The one that I like, and um, I've tried one, I've tried their previous version of it, but they've updated it to make it even better, but they have one that's called a food tree. So it takes advantage of more vertical spaces. And when I mentioned earlier, I was talking about like, do you have a younger cat or an older cat? They actually have to almost kind of stand up a little bit to get it. And I think that's kind of getting a lot of needs for the cat. Number one, obviously they're going to have to stand up to get the different layers of the food, but that's also allowing them to kind of stretch out. And I don't know if we've talked about this before, but you know, I think cats in general need to use those those muscles, right? We see cats that want to stretch, right? And sometimes that leads to some not desired scratching behaviors, right? But a lot of times that's just because they really need to exercise those muscles and not just, again, be have something like on the floor in front of them where they're bending their neck down. That's not the only way that they would find food in the wild, right? They would be like probably climbing trees to get birds, like stuff like that, right? So I think this is a little more fun and kind of promoting a different kind of movement for cats and a different kind of stretch pattern. So I think that's great, but I also want to be respectful of like, if you have a geriatric cat who might have some arthritis or it's uncomfortable for them to stand up in that way, this may not be the one for you, but if you've got a younger cat, I think it, I think it's pretty cool. So, and it's pretty reasonable. It's like 20 bucks, I think. Yeah. And I mean, you could try it and if it didn't work, send it back. So I uh, was asked by a Facebook page called Catitude Daily this week, in fact, to explain why cats stretch. So I think it's so cool that you mentioned that because I did a little research and human beings, they think, get a positive release of brain chemistry when we do yoga and stretches. One of my theories is that it feels so good to your cat to stretch because it produces positive chemicals. And and so, I don't know, I just support what you're saying. And I just thought it was really interesting that you brought that up. Yeah. So, all right. So $20, you said the food tree is dishwasher safe. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I think it has, doesn't it have like add-ons that you can add other toys as yeah, cats get tired? That's kind of the thing I like about the Cadet products is a lot of them kind of work together. So I think you can add on like a little section for a scratcher you can add on something for them to like rub their face on like that's a I don't know I think they call it some sort of massager or something but you know they're always liking to rub their faces on different materials and leave their scent right they're using that uh, natural behavior and then there's a little spot for like cat grass that you could add on and then there's even like a little thing that connects all of them that I think you can also put food in so they have to like bat it out of there and like really (laughs) I mean Truthfully, the whole system, it would take me quite a bit to get my, to get the food out, I think, if 
as a person. So as so a they cat, don't make a person-sized one. So I'm, um, I'm sorry, we're going to have to restrict ourselves. Yeah. Okay, so let's take a quick break and come back and talk about some more fun products. We'll be right back. We have a 12-year-old German Shepherd named Sophie, and she became overweight, stinky, greasy coat, and lifeless almost. Then about four years ago, we found out she had several vertebrae used together. She was unable to walk. The vet told us Sophie was going to have to be euthanized. I thought, I've got to do something. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I remember Sophie starting the Dynavite, and she, from day one, has loved it. She is no longer stinky. She is full of life. Dynavite heals Sophie. Dynavite is nutrition. I truly recommend that people not wait until the vet recommends euthanasia. You have to get them on Dynavite right away while they're healthy. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. So, Dr. DeWild and I are having some fun talking about some products that provide entertainment as well as positive food behaviors in our cats. So we talked about several at different price points, but there are a couple more that are cheaper that I wanted to make sure we touch on. Do you know about the Catch Interactive feeding toy? I don't. I have not. That's one I haven't tried, which is kind of surprising. (laughs) Uh, That is surprising. Well, so it's really a simple concept. It's just got like fingers that poke up and you can kind of hide the food in there, but it's less than 30 bucks and it's dishwasher safe. So I kind of like that too. And I recommend, have you ever done the slim cat ball? Because that's my favorite because it's cheap. That's probably been my, my top one. (laughs) Yeah, me too. That's my go-to at my animal hospital. So let's talk about that one. Yeah. So it's, it's been around a little bit more, a bit longer, I think. So before the Doc and Phoebe's came out, this was probably my go-to recommendation for people to, you know, if they just wanted like one easy thing to do, honestly, just for fat cats, like this was the biggest one thing that I would recommend if they didn't want to hide their food or if they were worried about like a dog getting into the food. So the, the slim cat, you actually put their meal within this plastic ball and they have to bat it around to get a few pieces out at a time. So again, it slows it down. And I liked that it wasn't really accessible by other animals unless they were, they also were batting around. (laughs) So, um, and yeah, it's, it's super cheap. It's like seven bucks or something like that. So it's, I don't know how maybe like four inches in diameter. So it's not crazy big, which is another, you know, nice thing if you're in a smaller space that you don't want to have one of these giant cat feeding systems that we (laughs) talked about. But, but yeah, I think it just encourages them to, to move and to play and to slow down their eating. And again, dishwasher safe. So winning there. And the little holes can be different sizes depending on the size of your cat's kibble. And I have learned that on different floor surfaces, that rascal can really move. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, I actually had to, this has been a few years ago, but all of the cat toys for 
for us, I have only hardwood and I would have to pick them up at night because I would hear my cats like <laughs> rolling. It sounds like a bowling ball <laughs> on their floor. <laughs> so yeah, they, they definitely have some, uh, have some mobility, encouraging moves there. And we want them to move. So we want them to move and we want them to think. So, so yeah, that one, you know, less than $10, it's, comes in different colors and it's really flexible with whatever kind of food. So I definitely, I have those in my office mm-hmm. because I want to emphasize the point that I want every cat to have something sure. and I'd rather everybody, you know, have all five of these and rotate them. But I realize that there are limitations, but just raising people's awareness about them is why I wanted you to come on today. Oh, I'm happy to help. I hope my own, my own cat's experimentation has now paid off. I feel better about the investment. <laughs> well, I- isn't it? funny that our own pets are kind of guinea pigs for stuff. Absolutely. Because mine are, and I admit it freely. Well, it's been really fun to talk with you today. And I hope that all my listeners out there have learned something and at least want to find out more information, even if all you do is hide treats around your house. That is an improvement. So, So everybody just make a resolution, I guess. It's a little late for resolutions, but make a way for your cat to think and move because it's so important to head off behavioral problems associated with stress and obesity, which of course shortens your cat's life. But thank you, Dr. DeWild, for joining us today. Happy to help. Thanks for having me on. So don't forget, listeners, catfriendly.com and that Dr. DeWild's favorites feeding toys are Doc and Phoebe's indoor hunting feeders and the Slim Cat Ball both affordable and dishwasher safe. So I want everybody listening to go out and have a perfect day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.